like if you can strip that need for others approval away little by little again like so so challenging but i think you'll find that you like yourself more because you're not trying to live up to expectations that are unrealistic welcome to the positively you podcast i'm your host jesse larson and i'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring you my guest, Amber Price, and we are going to have such an exciting conversation. I can't even wait to dive in. But before I do, I will let Amber say hello and introduce herself and give a little background to who she is and the magic that she's going to bring today. (laughs) Okay. I I didn't know there was going to be pressure to bring magic. (laughs) No, um, I'm Amber. Amber Price, and I am a mom of four boys. So I have boys almost, they're all about to age up. We have birthdays all in June. So they're um, 20 to 12 is about where they land. So kind of teenage range of boys. Um, My husband is a university professor, and I am currently getting my PhD in marriage and family. Um, I've got my master's in the same thing. So that's what I'm currently working on right now. Just on a more personal level, I love things like I love going to Zumba. I love dancing Zumba. Um, I love drinking hot chocolate and I drink it year round because it's just makes me happy. And I really love cookies in all varieties. Oh my goodness, Amber, you're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> nice. I love dancing cookies any time of day. Spoiler, I literally did just munch on a cookie right before we jumped on this oh, call. So nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and my kids also all have birthdays within like three weeks of each other. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you get the craziness that is birthday month, right? Yes. Yes. And my husband's is the same month too. So that makes it really crazy. Oh gosh. Add another one to the mix. That's so yeah. fun. Yeah. We're everyone here listening knows that it's just, it can be crazy even if they're spread out or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Life is Amber, crazy. I love um, that you're continuing your education and obviously marriage is a huge passion of yours and relationships and going into that whole thing. But what I loved so much about when you first reached out to me was the importance of those relationships are null, they're void. They mean mm-hmm. absolutely nothing if the relationship with ourself is crap. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to have a relationship with somebody else, really, if you don't have a relationship with yourself. Okay. So I think sometimes we push that relationship aside, right? And think Mm -hmm. like, oh, my marriage is suffering or like, oh, my friendships, like I'm feeling really lonely, but we don't necessarily go to us first. We think Mm -hmm. that, right, it's the marriage, it's the other people, it's the Mm -hmm. friendships. Like, why doesn't anybody call me? Why am I not invited to things? Or why do I just not feel, I don't know. We, I don't think we go to ourselves first. We try to fix the outside problem. At least that's what I do. Maybe hi, (laughs) like air my own dirty laundry here. But have you found that in, in your field and in your studies and the things that you're doing? Yes. What you said actually is um, what I'm writing my dissertation on currently. So we, 
we do things. This is the overarching theme of my dissertation. Okay. Is things that we do that we think are promoting connection with other people, but are actually limiting our ability to connect with other people. And the specific thing that we do is that we forget about ourselves. We forget about like a sense of autonomy or a sense of identity. Um, especially as women, we're taught like really, really take care of other people and lean into these relationships and prioritize everybody else constantly. And so at some level, we're just losing who we actually are little by little. Sometimes as we go, we start to lose like, oh, what, what would I even do if I had time for a hobby or, Mm. you know, things like that, that moms commonly are saying we lose those pieces. And what we don't realize is that that's actually really impacting our relationships too. So it's not just us that's feeling maybe a little flat or blah, because we don't know who we are, but it's actually impacting our marriage or our parenting or our friendships and things too. Well, yeah, because if you're showing up to those relationships, right, and you're not sure of who you are, you're not coming in with like energy where you're feeling good and you're feeling confident and you're feeling bright, like, of course, it's going to bleed into those relationships. Mm -hmm. And something that you said reminded me of, I did an event a little while ago, and we were just asking women questions to kind of get to know you and go around the table. And one of the questions was, if you had an entire day to yourself and Mm -hmm. budget's not a thing, right? Like you've got a day, you've got a budget that's unlimited, what would you do? And it broke my heart that so many women did not have an answer. Like they were like, I could not even get myself, like they're like, I realize it's fantasy and you've taken away all the parameters and I don't have any like barriers here. And they still could not think of one thing that they would want to do or even to fill a whole day. Like they could maybe come up with like, oh, I could do this one little thing, but then I'd get right back to like helping everyone else or going. Yeah. And that was a light bulb moment for me where I was like, even in this like fantasy world land where everything is removed from you, you don't know yourself enough to even know what you would do with a day like that or value yourself enough. And wow, that flipped a switch in me that was like, okay, we've got to like get this message out loud and clear. So I love that there's people like you who not only see that, but actually have dissertations that you're writing and (laughs) like research and studies and statistics to back this up on how important it is. Yeah. And I thought exactly, exactly what you just said. I thought about too. And I thought about it with like birthdays, like when Mm. your birthday rolls around, I feel like a lot of women, maybe I'm wrong, but I think a lot of women and don't love their birthdays. And it's because there's expectations that other people are going to do things for you. And then they fall short and you're not happy. But I just wonder, like, can a woman say, this is my birthday and this is what I want out of it. And I'm going to make it happen. Like, mm-hmm. at least for me on my birthday, I have a very strategic plan. And it is that I'm not going to do anything responsible for the whole day. Like, yeah. You need a dish put in the dishwasher. I don't care. It's my birthday. Like just even simple things like that. I'm going to lay in my bed and I'm going to read a book as long as I want, or I'm going to, when the whim hits me, I'm going to go out and go shopping, or maybe I'll take myself to lunch, whatever it is. I'm going to fill it th- with things that I want to do, but you have to know what you want to do in order to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. So. And that's the trick. And yes, you can. I actually, so I have been that woman on my birthday, right? Where, mm. oh, I wish, I wish, you know, someone would show up with a card or a mm-hmm. birthday thing, or I walk into a restaurant and I'm surprised with a surprise party or whatever. And then you're so disappointed. And last year I actually did take the initiative to say, I'm planning my entire birthday, which is so not my strong point. So it really did push me. So like, if I can do it, you can do it. And I did. I planned a hike for myself in the morning. I came back home and went to the pool with another friend that afternoon. I knew exactly where I was going to dinner. And it was so good because my expectations were met because I knew what they were, number one. Mm -hmm. 
And I made them happen. Like I didn't push it off onto anybody else. And if you're like hearing that, like I could never, I so get you because I could never either. Like I had the idea to do that for probably four years before I actually stepped up and was like, okay, no, this is the year that I'm going to make my birthday actually about me. Yeah. So I've only done it for the last few years too, but it's life changing. It's so great. Yeah. So, so take that, like just your birthday. Maybe that's a little like idea we can plant a little seed in your head to just get thinking about it maybe. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't take the whole day, let's just like one thing you want. And even if you can't answer that, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what I want. Like, what would I want to do? Just getting curious, I think would be a great place to start. Mm -hmm. But I do want to ask you because when you're looking to get to know yourself better, right? I think a lot of us women, and and I've been relating to this a lot lately because my youngest is in first grade this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely transitioning from the physical exhaustion of motherhood, right? Where everyone like needs me physically so much and and I've given so much to, oh, they're away from me for yeah. an extended amount of time. And, and sometimes you get to that point and you're like, oh, well, who am I when they're gone? Who like... I think so many of us women, because you said we're, we we help, we serve, we we want to be selfless. We take that as a badge of honor. But then mm-hmm. when we pause for a moment and say, if you had a day to yourself, what would you do? None of us can answer that question. So how do you recommend that we go about getting to know that person who's looking back at us in the mirror and yeah not even getting to know her, but like getting to really love and like her too. Yeah. I mean, it's challenging. And I was there too. It was actually when my youngest was in first grade that I ended up um, starting the process of going back to school because I found myself in that same place. I was like, okay, I've got extra time on my hand. Like the kids still need me, but not during the day. And I just want to dig in and do something more with my life that feels fulfilling to me. Um, And so, and I, feel like I talk about this a lot. So if anyone's ever heard me speak, they'll have heard me talk about this, but I actually declared September of, um, I think it was the year that my son was in first grade. I think, um, my get out of your comfort zone month. And I just told Mm. myself I was going to try little things, just, just stretch myself a little bit. And so I did, and they were little things. I remember I went to a spin class at the gym. I had never been to before. Um, and I didn't love it but I found out that I didn't love it. Right. So it gave me an opportunity to do that. And I bought a new sweater that was a different style than what I'd worn before, like just really little things. But that just started me on a path where I like got increasingly comfortable just stretching myself a little or discovering what it was that I liked and things. Um, And it honestly, it was by the end of that month that I was applying to go back to grad school. No, your month does not have to go like that. Or even just like your little (laughs) changes. It was the right thing for me at the time. And I realized that's really not going to be for everybody. It might be for somebody. There might be people who are out there saying, I have, this has been in the back of my mind for a long time. Maybe I need to pull the trigger. But I think the idea is just start with little things that feel like they're stepping just a step out of your comfort zone, not like a big leap or a big jump, just a step out and then just see where that leads because that comfort zone will begin to expand a little and you'll start to just discover things that you love. And maybe that's like yeah. taking an art class at the community college or a cooking class or going to a class at the gym or introducing yourself to somebody you haven't met, you know, just little things like that can really start you on a process. I think. Absolutely. You are speaking my love language right now with getting <laughs> out of your comfort zone. Anyone who's listened to this podcast, like we know, we know, <laughs> Yes. but one thing that you said that I really liked 
is that you tried to spin class and found out you didn't like it, which I think is something we skip over. I don't know. I want to just sit on this for a mm-hmm. minute because sometimes we have that idea, right? I want to try spin class. I want to try spin class. And you ruminate on that thought for years sometimes when you could just go figure out, actually, I hate spin classes. I mm-hmm. don't want to do that. So then next time someone's spin class pops up on your Instagram or whatever, you're not sitting there being like, oh, I wish I could be like them or, oh, I wish I could go do that, right? Go figure out if you like it or not. And if you don't, yeah. great, cross that off. And then that gets to stop taking up mental space in your head. That gets to stop. I don't know. I think that that's really powerful because sometimes that's a fear of ours. It's like, well, what if we don't like it? It's like, well, great. Then you found out you didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. So I love that you made that point. And then again, the point of just like starting small, like, yeah, you don't have to make the leap and go back to grad school if that seems like really daunting to you. But maybe you wouldn't have even known that that's the path that you were going to go if you mm-hmm. didn't start those little tiny yeah. steps. Exactly. And taking action is such a huge, huge thing that we overlook, you know, because we think yeah. we've got to get all our ducks in a row first. And we've got to, yeah. it's like, no, just go to a cooking class down at the grocery store. Like you don't even have yeah. to sign up for like a whole like, weekly commitment or a class, like pick, pick one and go. Yeah. Yeah. And then watch how that impacts your relationships, because Mm -hmm. even just that one little thing, then you come home from the cooking class at the grocery store and you've got something interesting and exciting that you want to tell your husband or your kids or your friends about. And it kind of lights that spark inside of you. There's the magic that you mentioned, you know, it like, it lights you up a little bit. And all of a sudden the conversations get a little bit better and a little more exciting. And other people get to see you through new eyes because you're trying new things and things. It really can, it just starts a a big process of good change, I think. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I love that so much. I love where we're going with this. <laughs> but when we're talking, so I want to, I love where we're going, but I want to shift a little bit and talk about we, you know, authenticity is definitely a buzzword mm-hmm. that we're hearing a lot lately. Vulnerability is definitely a buzzword. And I'm curious with you and where where you think this is of, is that really where we need to be focusing? Or like, I don't know, as women, we're always looking for the magic pill, right? Like mm-hmm. to feel better. And is it that, oh, we just need to be more vulnerable? Like, oh, we need to show up more. I don't know. Like, where does that really start? Are we? Yeah. I think we're like close, but we're kind of missing the mark, right? I think that's a really, I like how you framed that question because I think you're right. I think we all know authenticity is a good idea, right? Like, oh, it'd be good to be my authentic self, but what in the world does that even mean? Or it would be really good to be more vulnerable, but what, how do I even start that? They're just kind of like these vague nebulous terms to us a little bit. And so I think um, digging into what it actually means to do those things can be really helpful in actually developing those things. Um, Yeah. So yeah, authenticity is kind of a broad term. I like to think of it as having a strong sense of self, which I realize that sounds probably that's a little less palatable than authenticity. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can understand this term, it really, really can be helpful. So somebody with a strong sense of self feels comfortable with who they are. They, one aspect of a strong sense of self is knowing what you like, who you are, what, what about you? You know, the things that we just talked about, like, what would I do if I had a date of myself, just kind of starting to get to know things about yourself is kind of a good starting place with a strong sense of self learning to like yourself in that Mm. sense of self, which can be also challenging, but the real clincher with sense of self is that you're able to maintain it without relying on other people for validation, which is like, we all rely on other people for validation all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And you're not bad. If you do, I absolutely do it too. And I've been studying this for like five years now. So, um, (laughs) 
I, I never want anyone to feel bad about that, but I think when you can start to look for ways that you're looking to others for validation and approval, it's, and you can start to challenge yourself on that. That's when your sense of self begins to get a lot more strengthened and you can really develop this. Essentially that is going to then be authenticity because you're able to show up as who you really are because you're not doing things because you want approval. You're doing things because they matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be a real tricky one for some of us. I think that that's definitely, you know, if you've ever been a people pleaser or perfectionist mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a high achiever, anything that's like, wait, what? Like, oh, that feels, that feels yep. not. I am all of those three too. So I feel it too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so yeah, but oh my goodness. I love what you said with having a strong sense of self and the three points. So I just want to reiterate them really quickly mm-hmm. is number one, knowing I'm going to mess this up. So I might oh, have you it, come yeah. in. Number yeah. one, knowing what you like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What just kind of an awareness joy. of who, who am I? Yeah. Which that alone can feel challenging, but who am I? What do I like? Definitely feel what challenging. What makes me me? Number two, do I like myself? Right. Was that mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. Am I comfortable <laughs> with who I am? So I know these things about myself, but am I comfortable with those things about myself? Okay. And number three. Number three is the clincher. The, the clincher. Don't look for outside validation. And, you know, the cool thing, and you guys, if you're listening, you know that I talk about this all the time. We become aware. We get curious with ourselves without judgment. We are kind. So when you're doing this and you're noticing that like, oh, I am looking for judgment, that's fine. It's data. Mm -hmm. Just take it and look at it, right? Like it doesn't mean you're bad or whatever. (laughs) And... But how cool is that? Because I'm I'm even kind of thinking of like when I I feel like I've I've got a pretty decentish handle. I've been working on that, but I'll find myself looking to my kids almost. Mm-hmm. Like I'll yep. be like, "Look what I did, guys!" Like look at the and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't need you guys to think I'm awesome. I mean, I want yeah. my kids to think I'm awesome. But even then, I'll do little things where it's like, actually, no, hold on, just pause. I'm actually I feel good because I did it, and and I don't need you guys mm-hmm. to approve. Yeah. You know, so. Just even catching yourself and flipping yes. it right then, being like, okay, I see I want your approval. That's great. But I'm actually like really proud of myself without it. Yes, that is the perfect way to do it. It's that same thing as like the baby steps out of the comfort zone. It's the baby steps into seeing this. And I like to relate it to, you know, like if you buy a new car, all of a sudden you're driving down the road and you're like, oh my goodness, everybody drives the same car that I just bought. And I never mm-hmm. noticed it before on the streets. And as you start to pay attention to the ways you look for validation or approval, you will start to see it more. And that can feel a little daunting or painful, but I love what you said. Like, just get curious, just notice it in a non-judgmental way to say, oh yeah, I am doing that. Boy, can I reframe this in this moment? And I'll probably mess up again later, but that's okay. That's normal. We all do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that, you know, permission and just that loving energy that you're coming to yourself with. So, okay, we we really stepped there with number one, right? Figuring out what we what you would do on your birthday if you had a whole day, mm-hmm. stepping out of your comfort zone, little baby steps. And then we jumped over number two and we went to number three and how we can kind of come at recognizing and just being aware of where we're seeking validation and all of that and realizing that our self-esteem and our self-love doesn't lie outside of us. It's really up to us. And that's something we can really, really work on. So I want to go back to step two, since I just like leapfrogged right over that, of getting to like yourself. And that can be rough. So I want to know, you know, if you're coaching people through this or talking to them, like, is this a step where people get stuck or, or what, 
what are some like tangible takeaways from this episode where it's like, okay, what can I do today to help me really dial in on this step number two? Yeah. And that is tricky. I don't know that I have like a golden answer on that, but um, I, I do think that doing steps one and three kind of fill in the gaps with step two. So um, if you go, maybe you go try an art class and you discover that actually I really love art. Does that almost give you a level of comfort with yourself? Like all of a sudden now I see Mm -hmm. a talent in myself uh, that I didn't realize was there and I can feel good about that. But if I can, do that then with that step three coming into play I am proud of myself that I enjoy this art but I'm not doing it because I want somebody else to say wow look at what you painted that's really good yeah like if you can strip that need for others approval away little by little again like so so challenging but I think you'll find that you like yourself more because you're not trying to live up to expectations that are unrealistic Mm, yes okay so I have this visual in my head where I first like did bullet points of like one, two, three, but I don't think it's that. I think it's actually mm-hmm. like this More little like circle. Bend. Yeah. Yep. Where it's a circle. It's a cycle where one, two, and three are all working together mm-hmm. to formulate this really strong sense of self. So it's this ongoing thing, this ongoing cycle that we're going to be real, real great at one day and then maybe struggle really, really hard yep. with the next day. <laughs> yep. And, but you know what? That's beautiful. And that's, yep. that's what we're all here for. Um, So yeah, so I love that. I'm also thinking of just, you know, I'm a huge fan of affirmations and the things that you can say to yourself. Spending time with yourself alone has been really big for me in getting to love myself. So that might even be like spending a couple extra minutes before, like after I get out of the shower, instead of like rushing to get ready and hurry Mm -hmm. up, like just taking a little bit more time to be like, it's, I can like you know, ruminate in this and just take my time, put my lotion on, not like speed demon and I got to get going, but like really like rub it into my skin and be like, oh, this feels really good. And, and just slowing down a little bit and like physically offering yourself love, I think is, I've, I've enjoyed doing that personally. Um, just taking a little bit extra time to either like put the oils on my faces or like my skincare routine and really like sitting with it. Um, that's made my like self-love skyrocket in like a physical way. So just, I don't know, I'll just plug that in there for something that I've been doing lately that I feel like has really helped. (laughs) Okay. So I want to jump back to relationships then, because if we're doing this work and we're doing that and it's now bleeding in, is this. I love, I love ripple effects where when you start doing the work on yourself, have you seen this where it ripples out and then suddenly the people around you are like unconsciously doing the work on themselves a little bit because you're feeling so good? Yes, I think that can happen. I think it can go both ways though. It can also really challenge the people around you. If all of a sudden you're like, no, actually I am going to take time for myself and your kids or your husband aren't used to that, that may pressure them quite a bit. Now there will be good outcomes over the long haul, but maybe be prepared for like a little bit of a rough patch. Like if you're as, as you kind of try to claim yourself a little bit more. Um, I love that you brought this up because I think that's where we get a huge hesitancy of, okay, well, I want to do this, but I don't want to rock the boat or like, I don't mm-hmm. want to inconvenience anyone else. Right. And I've even suffered with that myself where it's like, there's this event I got invited to and it would be really good and I could go network with other women and I know it would fill my cup so much, 
but then that means my husband is in charge of sports that night and he has to be to two different places. Mm-hmm. And that feels, that feels really overwhelming to me to push that off onto Right. So like, oh my goodness, the resistance will be there. And even for those of us that have had like a lot of practice, like yeah. really getting in here and putting yourself like up on the list of priorities, you don't even have to be first. Like when we're talking about baby steps, right? If you're dead last on your priority <laughs> yeah. list, you're not suddenly going to jump up to top number one spot and be like, right. screw you, everybody else. I'm yeah. number one yeah. now. <laughs> and that's not what any of us even want to do anyway, no. right? We want to still love our people. We love taking care of our kids or, you know, spending time with our husband or whatever. Yeah. We yeah. just need to matter so- also. Exactly. And know that like, if you're worried about the resistance that comes when you're maybe like, okay, that's going to feel really out of like left field for me to like step up and voice what I want or, or put myself first or schedule something for me that might inconvenience someone else. Like just even knowing that there might be resistance Mm -hmm. and that that's totally normal. You're okay. Like, welcome to the club. Um, but do you have some ways that you have combated that or help people combat that or can feel good or just have tools to help yeah. them in that resistance. That just reminded me of something that happened in my life. So when I applied to go back to school, um, it actually ended a friendship of mine that was mm. really a close and meaningful friendship to me. But it, for whatever reason, that person was no longer interested in being my friend. So there was that was my big resistance. You know, my husband and kids were on board for the most part. It still took some adjustment on our parts, but that person was just like, "Nope, I'm out. I'm it's." over and done. And that was a big blow. Cause this was somebody who really mattered to mm-hmm. me. Um, so I, I kind of just had to sit in it. Like there's not an easy way out of that. It hurt. It was hard, but I knew that what I was doing was what felt right to me. Like I knew that this mattered to me enough that I was able to say, I have to keep doing what feels good and right to me. I have to develop myself in this way. And so I can, and I can't change what somebody else does. Like I only get control over myself. So I'm going to proceed down this path anyway. And I hoped that maybe this person would come around eventually. They did not. It is what it is. Um, But as I, again, it was just like that baby step. Like I still have to take these steps forward because this is what's right for me. And over time it became much, you know, it became easier each day as I went forward. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing like, yeah, that might happen, but overall the experience that you have when you put yourself first, not even first, Mm -hmm. but you put some energy into yourself and developing your relationship with yourself and getting to know like, yeah, you might rock some boats, but the overall experience and what you're going to gain out of it is so worth it. So do the baby steps, like take the initiative to find out what you like and what you don't like. And and wow, your confidence will soar. Like, and I I should follow that story up by saying I've made new friendships since that mm -hmm. time. And they're just they're much healthier, better friendships. Like that was kind of a red flag on that friendship anyway. Right. Absolutely. It felt awful in the moment, but I have met some people that are wonderful friends and I'm so glad I have them. And my relationship with my husband has gotten better. My relationship with my kids, the more that I'm comfortable with who I am, the more those other relationships flourish too. Mm, Absolutely. I think that's such a huge testament. The more comfortable you are with yourself, the more that every relationship around you flourishes Mm -hmm. and the ones that aren't going to, like, there's a reason, there's a reason why they fall and that's awful. And, you know, there's obviously mourning and, and stuff that comes with that. But, you know, I think of, I'll do another visual. Everyone listening is like, we know, Jesse, you love your analogies. <laughs> I do too. So go for it. Like, like a garden, right? When you're, you're planting new flowers and you're weeding things and there's going to be somewhere you're like, okay, this one just does not work anymore. It's got to go. Like you have to prune things. You have to get rid of dead things. 
And the same thing with our life. Like we're going to put new things in, we're going to do different things. And, and just knowing that like, that's a, that's a cycle of life in general. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that it would happen for you as well. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've loved this conversation so much, but I want to open it up for you. If there is actually, hold on, before I go there, we're going to go back to a thought, hold on rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, when you are stuck and you're feeling like, you know, any of that resistance or whatever, I like to take a step back and, and it's almost like I'm stepping out of me. Right. And I'm looking at me as a separate person. Sometimes people like to think of that as your younger self. Sometimes people like to think of that as your kids or a best friend. Mm -hmm. Would you want them shrinking and being small and not trying new things and not doing that? Like, absolutely not. And so sometimes for me, it really does. Like I visualize like literally stepping outside of myself and like viewing me from like a bird's eye view and the the way I would talk to myself or encourage myself is so different than when I'm like actually inside of me. So that's yeah. a little trick too, because yeah, like you wouldn't tell your kids not to go for something or not to yeah. try something. And you're just as important as those other people in your life. Yeah. I've talked about this with people too. Like um, if you think of the word autonomy, it means being able to choose things for yourself, to develop yourself. Right. Um, and a two-year-old or a three-year-old is absolutely pushing their autonomy. They're throwing tantrums if you don't let them strap them into their own car seat or put their own shoes on or things like that. And as frustrating as that is for a mom, we also want that development for our two or three-year-old, right? And then they move into being teenagers and they're pushing that autonomy again. They really want to like make decisions for themselves in life or, you know, just be a little bit freer from their parents. They, they're pushing for that autonomy again. And I'm like in the midst of this right now with all teenagers. Right. Mm. Um, but I want that for them, even though it's aggravating sometimes as a parent, you're like, if you would just do what I'm telling you to do, your life would go better. But no, actually I want them to develop this sense of autonomy. And I'm like, at what point do we decide for ourselves? Like now you've crossed this certain age line or whatever, and the autonomy is gone. Like mm. logically, that's not what we want. And yet is that a little bit sometimes what we end up doing is we say, oh, no longer am I going to make choices for myself. I'm going to let other people dictate what yeah. I do. I'm going to, I'm going to live on default and reactive mode mm -hmm. and all of that. So yeah, that's a good practice for you to do. If, if you find yourself there is shifting into well, what would I tell my kids or what would mm -hmm. I tell, you know, a friend or, or whatever. So, okay. Amber, I've loved this conversation with you. And so much that your tagline is authentically you, because I can, I can tell the fire and the passion in you that comes out when you're talking about this and really the work that you want women to do to really get to that point. So I have a couple of questions for you. Number one, what's the number one thing you want someone listening today to walk away with? And then after that, where can we find you? And if someone's like, Amber, I need you help me. <laughs> like, where are you? <laughs> but yeah. So number one thing listening today what are we walking away with? What I would love every woman to walk away with is that she matters so much that when like you matter so much that when you're stifling who you actually are and trying to live up to other people's approval, the world is not getting to enjoy who you actually are. And you have talents and gifts that absolutely the world needs to be blessed by. You have things that you can do with yourself as you learn to claim more of who you are that are going to make a big difference. And just believing that you matter enough to want to develop yourself too is the main message that I wish every woman would know. Um, mm. But I realize that is challenging. And some of us and myself included, like this is a journey for me, need help with that. And so that is literally exactly what my website and my work and things are all about. So I have a website, it's amberaprice.com. Um, I've got 
just some articles and things on there that can be resources. And then I've got a couple of courses that authentically you that you mentioned is sort of the deep dive one that's like, if you want to work on all of the things we've talked about and more, that's the deep dive course. I do have a mini course also that's just like, if you want to get your feet wet, it's there also um, around these same topics and things. And then there'll be more coming. This is all still new to me as I'm I'm trying to finish my PhD and then I'll really launch into this. But yeah, so amberaprice.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at amber.a.price. Perfect. And we'll make it super easy for you guys. And wherever you're listening, just scroll down and all of the links are right there for you to get to Amber. And I love that you offer, like you just spoke to this, you offer a huge like in-depth course, but you also offer a little get your feet wet. So exactly Mm -hmm. what we were talking about with like just taking small little baby steps and action steps, Amber's actually made it really easy for you to do that. So I just want to thank you so much for showing up and for doing the work on yourself and for studying to help that work come to other women. Um, Because yeah, exactly what you said. When we do that, we bring gifts and talents and messages and love and light to the world that are going to help people. But also that can sometimes feel daunting, right? Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I need to like develop myself so I can help the masses and help the world. But it it really does come back to you. Like it helps you. Yeah, It helps you feel good and you shine bright and you feel better. So, oh, it's, it's important work to do. And it really, I mean, work sounds like daunting sometimes. It's fun. It, it can fun. be so fun to get to know yourself. Yeah. And when you t- kind of take that pressure off a little bit and get more like playful and fun and curious with it, it's a really fun thing. And it's something that I've enjoyed diving into. And so I loved that Amber, you popped up into my inbox and we got to have this conversation today. Um, And everything is linked below. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.